0: You are listening to the Satellite Sisters recap podcast of the CBS drama Madam Secretary. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California, here with my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. And this week the episode was called The Statement. The Statement. And Julie, it was a statement. I thought this was just a boffo episode start to finish A lot of interesting storylines. A lot of great individual lines. There was complicated plotting going on. And woo, just like a big finish. And I like that everybody sort of in the whole cast was on board. We had a whole State Department storyline. Henry had something to do. The kids, Allison, the middle child was back in action. I just love this episode.
1: I did too, Lynn. I thought it was one of the better ones. It was both serious but had some super funny lines as well. Fast-paced. There was a lot of walking in this scene yes. this episode. They were walking around, solving problems getting things done.
0: Yeah, we started
1: with the terrorist
0: attack that was terrible. That was like yeah. a bone-chilling yeah. opening sequence of a guy in a coffee shop in the Midwest uh blowing himself up. And then we got everything from religious stereotyping to college admissions essays to bar fights to sample sales at Brooks Brothers and then we wrap it all up with a great best gotcha moment and some feel good news coverage. So <laughs> It was just really, you know, for something that started out tough, there was a solution at the end. And that's what Bess is good for, you know? Right. She finds right. solutions, doesn't she? We do want
1: like- we all want solutions. And I and that we certainly want that in our TV shows, Liam. Want- <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We if- do. We want our TV shows, so we want things to get wrapped up. Yeah. We don't want things hanging around yeah and so this was it was very full and deep that's what i think about this episode yes yeah Yeah,
0: life is complicated our tv shows need to give us some resolution you're absolutely right okay here are the three storylines we had this week we had the terrorist attack and then our complicated relationship with saudi arabia and that yep. is true. It is a complicated relationship we have with Saudi Arabia, and then Russian spy Dimitri is back. And for some hooray. reason, hooray!
1: Weren't you? Weren't you happy? I didn't really recognize him at first. You I, know, he was he was there in Phoenix, Arizona, and he was uh, some kind of uh, tech repair guy. You know that that went crazy and and smashed up a television set. But I then then I realized who it was because I because he is. First of all, he's an incredibly—I don't know—there's something about his the actor's yeah. face that you just. You're drawn to him, and you're drawn to his emotion, and you're drawn to his sensitivity. So I was happy to see him back.
0: Yeah, he's withering away in Phoenix, but he is still alive. And then, and then on the home front, Allison needs to write her college admissions essay. And as a parent who's recently went through that last year, you know everyone knows that's the most important thing in your entire life, and you have to wrap up everything that's important about you and valuable about you in 500 words. So that was a good storyline. I was wondering when they were going to get around to Allison's College Admissions. And so I was happy to see that. But all right, so let's start with this terrorist attack. It it was a pretty complicated plot line. Yes. um, So and I have a million notes. I'm not going to give all of them. But there was a suicide bomb in Illinois. And very quickly, the State Department is able to link it uh, to a Saudi Arabian, the funding for the attack and the funding for this, uh, the suicide bomber to a mosque and also link the funding to a low-level Saudi Arabian official. But in the middle of all of this is the communications guy at the State Department, Matt Mahoney, because it yeah. turns out that the mosque, where some of the funding came from, happened to be his mother's mosque, and that he had made a donation to that mosque. Uh, we learn at the end, in kind of an epic speech, that, um, that it was for a playground, but right. throughout most of the episode... He's taking the stand that he doesn't have to explain himself, make any public statements that, you know, he's already spoken to the FBI and that's a done deal. But this is quickly becoming this giant cable news story, because how is it possible that someone, you know, with the right hand of the secretary of state, ergo the and the president could possibly be connected to this and not making a statement. And in particular, because it's
1: a, an election year. So I know, I mean, didn't that, that whole, that whole scene with Matt and his reaction, I just felt like you could understand how awful it must be to be the center of some public event like that, where you are wrongly accused and there is just this Firestorm of people, you know, in the media making accusations about you. And then your own co-workers, they don't really know what's going on either, you know? And so they're questioning whether or not you're making the right decisions or did you make the right decision. So I thought that was, you know, that whole feeling of being overwhelmed that Matt had was was uh, really very moving.
0: Yeah. Uh, being overwhelmed, but also sticking to his gun. Yes, making the you're... point. Yeah. That was dramatic. Like making the point like when, you know, a white guy shoots up a black church, not all white guys are asked to make a statement about, right. you know, answer for it. I don't think I, as a Muslim, should have to answer for this as because I'm tangentially connected to this mosque. So, uh, yeah, you did get the sense that you could just drown drown in that julie you're right that you know it it seems like for the for his co-workers and for everybody else including russell who wanted him to make a statement that the simplest thing to do would be to just make a statement disavowing this guy but he explained it as like that's the most complicated thing to do so um that was
1: good, and I loved it that Nadine had his back. Okay, that yeah. she from the from the get go was supporting him, and she gave Russell. You know, when Russell asked Matt to you know to make a public statement, I mean, Nadine gave Russell the death stare. Did you <laughs> notice that, Leon? Okay. <laughs> and my notes say it looks like she was
0: going to challenge Russell to a dance off, like Phoebe <laughs> Newirth and Russell dance off, chief of staff's office. So, yeah. yeah. No, she she had his back from the beginning. And then there was some you know, a funny scene where well, not funny. I mean, it was it was funny where Jay and Matt, like two non sports, non non talky guys were forced to go to a bar together. So maybe Matt could open up to Jay and it was a disaster. And then it turned into a bar fight uh, where they both got pummeled so that, you know. Beer, sports, and feelings their favorite things, as they said. Um, but then the other side of this is the actual like terrorist equation. And as the State Department connects the terrorists to this Saudi official, it just so happens that, oh, Madam Secretary is supposed to meet these Saudi officials at a uh, summit in Montreal, and it's going to be a Saudi showdown. And no one's happier
1: than Blake because George Clooney is supposed to be at the summit. So. I, I love Blake. He had just a couple of just excellent lines. He doesn't have a big, he doesn't have a giant role, but he always seems to be a scene stealer to me. I mean, he's, he's great. Yeah. He was really looking forward to his George Clooney moment. Yeah.
0: And it looked like it might be in jeopardy. She was going to cancel, but then Madam Secretary gets an, you know, an unexpected visit from one of the mothers of the victims of this terrorist attack. And that was a very touching scene where the mother pulls her aside and says, if you know that it's the Saudis, uh, you know it 's this guy why can 't you do anything and the reason we can 't do anything with Saudi Arabia is vast. It has to do yeah. with oil and resources and you know our like our one quote ally in the middle east it 's very it 's a very complicated diplomatic solution, but then when the mother sort of shows this picture, it becomes uncomplicated for best. She knows that she has to do something and go to go to montreal and then there 's just the showdown she just It's a gotcha moment where she puts the minister on the line, has the mother come, which would never happen, do you think?
1: (laughs) Never, ever. But I mean, but it was great. I mean, it It was was a high stakes moment. It was was right up Bess's alley. I mean, she won't back down. She always takes the high road, does the right thing, does the dramatic thing. But this was, she she really uh, played her cards very carefully because to... Have this mother then confront the Saudi minister and ask ask you know to talk about the death of her daughter. That was great. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then and then the 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 Saudi minister is forced to arrest this official at home who's a distant cousin or something. It's potentially embarrassing, as Bess points out, because this is a feel good news story for you. Like you can play this as a public relations thing. You need this uh, if you want to pretend you're a progressive, inclusive country. You need to do the right thing here. And so it totally it totally works out. It was high risk, but it really paid off. Now, we may see that Saudi Arabia not so happy down the
1: line, but we don't know. We, we don't right. know what that's happen. Will probably let that distant cousin out of the jail. But for right. the time being, he got arrested. There was a best worked out a solution. Hmm. All right. Back to Dimitri. OK, you remember Russian spy Dmitry last year that
0: that uh, Henry basically set up and then ruined his life. That's the short version, you know, used him as a spy inside of Russia, you know, got his sister some cancer treatment. That was the payout. And then he was caught by the Russians and then in complicated negotiations you know, America was able to get him out of Russia. So he wasn't killed. But the deal was that he could never, ever again, be used as an intelligence asset. So now witness protection has set him up in Arizona. And is it me or is like Arizona sort of code
1: for like the worst place you could go in WITSEC? Because if you're Russian, yeah, if you're Russian, yeah, that's pretty much the end of the earth for you. Arizona.
0: And it feels like in multiple TV shows, like there was one whole show about like a wit sex sheriff or something that was set in Arizona. It's like, where's the worst place you could restart your life? And, uh, it does seem, you know, for a Russian, maybe why can't they just let him go to Aspen and be a ski bum?
1: Like, (laughs) right. They like the cold. They like the cold and the snow. They're comfortable in that. Yeah. Yeah, He could have gone hiking on the weekends or, you know, he would have enjoyed that. But no, he's there installing big screen TVs in houses in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he's going absolutely crazy. So Professor Henry gets on the plane, goes back to Arizona to try to just connect with him. So because the the WITSEC is afraid, the FBI is afraid that he's going to blow his cover, that he's going to, you know, go to the press and they promised the Russians and that was part of the backroom deal and they have to stick to it. And and Henry, more walking and strolling. He's just yes. miserable. And that was a very real scene. He has no sense of purpose. He has no sense of help. He's self. He's appealing to Henry. Like you understand, you know, you've you've done good for your country. And imagine imagine basically that you're stuck in Phoenix as Yeah,
1: because Dmitry had quite the career. The whole reason he met Henry was he had gone. He was he was considered such a high ranking uh, Russian that he could go to the American War, War College where Henry was teaching and and there was no, you know, threat or worry that he would defect. I mean, he had a very promising career and life in Russia. And now he's in Phoenix. Now he's in Phoenix. Yeah. So
0: he pleads, please let me come back to DC. There must be something I can do for you. I'm I'm wasting away here as a person. And I'm a- chanting black
1: dog, station, <laughs> black dog Station. Black Dog Station. Black Dog Station. And uh, and and
0: the answer is no. He cannot come back. That's it. Sorry. You know, the State Department, everyone says, nope, we made that deal with the Russians. He is stuck in Phoenix. But this is when it's very handy to be married to the Secretary of State because fast track is not even the word. She, I mean, that was <laughs> like, <laughs> how, it, how, <laughs> did, how <laughs> did she? When it positively absolutely has to be there overnight, call Beth Secretary <laughs> of State because, like, in an instant, within hours of Henry meeting uh, Dimitri, Dimitri's sister is plucked from Russia and planted into Phoenix, where she, too, can wither away and live a lie.
1: This is, this is why TV time travel is so great, Liam. Yeah. Okay. Particularly on this show that, you know, where we would take at least 24 hours yeah. you know but but no there that's no problem with tv yeah. you can be in phoenix okay yeah
0: Yeah. especially if you add in factor in extreme vetting you know what's gonna happen there but i mean julie not to say but you have a daughter-in-law who's russian didn't it take yeah. her like three,
1: three years, years three years yes. yeah three years to get a visa yeah, yeah. standing in line yeah. waiting forms yeah so yeah. and she was fast-tracked land yeah yeah
0: And so that's that. It just made me think, wow, that is really fast tracked. All right. So, again, I feel like because we saw Dimitri again, and now we know the sister's there, and Russia always a good storyline. There may be other occasions. We may get back to Dimitri. We don't know. But it was nice to see him again. He is a good young actor. Okay. And then the final storyline Allison applying to college. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, there's a cute scene with the parents where they're discussing. the, the essay. And of course, you would think as the daughter of the Secretary of State,
1: you would just seriously have some buff out material, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just like you're you're you don't even have to worry. You've been to all these countries. You've seen all these things. Your mom does all these cool things. Your dad does all these cool things. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You were in
0: Cuba. You were witness yeah. to a terrorist attack. I mean, yeah, you've been everywhere. Your been- refrigerator,
1: your freezer, you know, was uh, shooting ice cubes. I mean, you were, you know, you've had a stalking incidents. You have... A-plus quality essay material, Liam.
0: Yeah. Not the usual stuff like trying to make not making the varsity tennis team seem like the great tragedy (laughs) that it wasn't.
1: Or you took your trip, you know, around, you took your trip to Europe and, you know, it's a small world after all. Yeah. That's what people think.
0: Um, okay. But Allison decides that she's going to write it about something that she did. I thought that was an interesting thing.
1: I like that. I like that. I two thumbs up when she said that.
0: Yeah. But not that she just happened to be there because of what her parents were doing, but that she was the agent in her own life. So she decides to go with the, um, the number of hits she got on her YouTube tutorial on the smoky eye. (laughs)
1: Yeah, the, the reaction of Bess and Henry to to Allison's like, you know, light bulb moment when she realized what she was going to write her essay on was just priceless. You know, it's just like, oh, brother, she is going in a direction that they cannot control. Yeah.
0: So this is, you know, the makeup, the fashion. That's been Allison's thing. It's been her renegade. But yet
1: she's always in the school uniform. I know. <laughs> I really, I, we, we really need to see Allison's fashion sense. Right, Leanne? Well, that, you know, because the, cause, cause making the school uniform, like
0: making it cute, that's actually kind of a costuming trope in TV. There's a lot of girls that are out there in school uniforms from, like, the Gilmore girls on that have been working with their school uniform. And so you're right. I would like to see the true, Allison, I'd like to see the smoky eye tutorial. God knows I could use one. I mean, we, the Satellite <laughs> Sisters, could use some eye makeup tutorials. So. You know it. <laughs> but she... She writes this essay and after all they the two of them, you know, saved the world and everything. They're reading the college essay. And when Bess says on a scale from Harvard to living in our basement, how is it? I mean that was a funny line. And Henry says, it's an unbelievable essay that she uses this YouTube tutorial as a metaphor, uh, for all kinds of things about communicating and reaching out and teaching and this and that. And it's just, they're, they're pleasantly surprised at their child's college essay, which was nice. I thought that was a very nice moment.
1: I did too. I, I think it was one of the better domestic scenes we've seen this season. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah. So, uh, so that wraps up that. So it looks
0: like I, you know, I hope we get a little bit more college admissions, uh, material. It's always good material, uh, for this group. And that, that was it. Now in our binders full of blouses, um, anything else Mm -hmm. about the episode, Julie, any, any other observations about the episode? Okay. And our binders full of blouses. I think I want to signal out two, uh, single out two things. First of all, that blue jacket Henry was wearing. When he was in Phoenix, was it at first I thought, is it velvet? Is it wide whale corduroy? What is the texture of that jacket? There was a lot as always they like blue here on the show. We get a lot of blue, grays, mm-hmm. tones. But Henry in that blue jacket, I mean that was spectacular. Didn't I you think know? you should get your I think you should get your husband one yeah. of those
1: Christmas Lynn. I really do. So I <laughs> just up. close close your eyes. That's
0: Text us if you know what that was or yeah. where he got it. Just tweet us, put it on our Facebook page, because that was outstanding. I mean, it was mm-hmm. not a navy blue. It was just this beautiful color blue. That worked well. And then at one point, Nadine, when she went into the Oval Office, she had on that power black trench coat. That was yes. a good look.
1: You just, that was very good. Yeah. I do have one note about Nadine. When she was having a conversation with Matt about Matt's situation in her office, it didn't appear that she was wearing a blouse uh, with her suit. And I thought it was an odd choice for the office to have such a plunging neckline. It appears she was wearing a suit. that She had a black suit on, but no blouse. So uh, just just a note there. Okay, yeah. Excellent note. And then
0: we did love uh, Blake's joke about um, when he sees Jay and Mac come back with uh, the bruises and everything. He was like, ooh, sample sale at Brooks Brothers. So then I've been adding that in the binders full of glasses because it's fashion related.
1: Yeah, the black tie was back on Bess, and I'm I still giving that a two thumbs down, Leon. I don't, I don't know why. It's just not working for me. She has so many other great choices. She should just go back in her closet when she comes out wearing that black tie in the morning and put something else on.
0: <laughs> okay, right. I'm glad you got that off your chest, Julie. Uh, all right. Anything else, Jill, for about this episode? No, it all was
1: right. a
0: very fine episode. It was a very okay. fine episode. Yeah. Again, we like like the shows that really feature the people at the State Department. It was nice. They all kind of got a chance to, to shine there. I thought Matt's monologue there was very, very uh-huh. powerful. Uh, and once again, they sort of capture what's happening in the real world. They're able to sort of, you know, touch on a few things, conversations that we're having right now and, and manage to put it in the episode. So that always works really, really well. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. We do a show every Tuesday. You can find your regular Satellite Sisters podcast at iTunes or at Stitcher or your podcast app on your phone or at SatelliteSisters.com. And then we also do a recap of the PBS drama Dark. And we did not have a good time watching that show this week. So we... <laughs> Did not. No, we did not. Uh, so this definitely was a very pleasing show compared to *Pull Dark*. <laughs> so that's it. All right, Jewel. Have a great week.
1: You too, Leon.
0: And don't forget, call your satellite sister.